Welcome to Fix with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, January 21st, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet linked in the show's description. Picks to get an A are the ones I love, picks to get a B are the ones I like, and picks to get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, the model did pretty well overall yesterday uh the games that we covered here uh kind of a mixed bag you know i didn't get that ot in purdue indiana but arizona went just as we planned and that was that was good um i i do want to point out iupui you know playing a disappointing right state team who just hasn't been able to put teams away with that awful performance last night they're now ranked last in kim palms ratings <laughs> and there's there's a yeah, there's a reason for that. That that team, I, I just feel like at this point, they've just got to be an auto fade, right? Like, I, I thought yesterday, I was like, no, no, this number is too high. Apparently, there's no number too high for that team. Um, and then, of course, before we get to what did we learn yesterday, I just have to comment that we, of course, talked about if Penny Hardaway will make it through the season after that game last night. I think the odds uh, have decreased, especially after his press conference last night. I, I assume he's not too pleased uh, this morning with uh, how he reacted there. Uh, Jake, what was your take there? Yeah, yeah, that Memphis is, like we pointed out, a poorly coached team. And I think Penny's at the end of his wits and is burning through the goodwill that he's earned in, in Memphis as a city, like with everything he does for kids and stuff there. like. I, I don't know if it was a smart decision for him to go to Memphis because that's going to only end bad. And it's he, fast yeah, and it's a, that way. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point you you bring up. It's like when you go to a place like that that you're already beloved, it's so all or nothing. It's so high risk, high reward because it's one of those things where if you do well, like you become a god basically yeah. and whatnot. But if you if you don't, you kind of erode all of the all of the good memories, right? And, and it's tough for people to take both the good and the bad and, and remember there is good and bad because most of the time in these situations, they just remember the last thing that happened. And so, yeah. it, you know, like you said, it's eroding all of that goodwill and and, and that's that's difficult. Um, it was a risky situation for him to start with. And it's, at first it looked good and it's just, it's really unfortunately turned south for him. Uh, Jake, what else did we learn yesterday? Well, we learned that Arizona is the only team of value in the Pac-12. They're just an incredible team. And they were like, I was watching that game. They were just toying with Stanford. It, it was, it was like one of the things where the coach on the sidelines, okay, this guy's going to score off this pass off this cut. And then it happens. They were right. just in, just on a different level. Um, Purdue's defense is so, so bad. Like Edie and Williams, you would think as big guys would be decent rim protectors. They had, they combined for one block. Like, they got nobody protecting the rim. Jaden Ivey plays out of control and then just gets lost on D because half the time he's three rows deep because he took some layup where he jumped underneath the bucket or he's getting bailed out by lobbing up a pass because he went too far. It's just not – Matt Payne has got to do something there on defense to get that figured out. And IU is a very good home team. 
if they can ever get these turnovers figured out, because last night they had six, and we saw how good they can be with without Trace Jackson Davis. I think he played 12 minutes, maybe. Um, they'll be a very tough out. So if they can get that solved, be a very tough team you don't want to see. Yeah, you talk about Purdue's defense being so bad. I still couldn't get the over. That was, that was disappointing. Just fell just a few points short on that one. Uh, a small slate tonight. So we're going to cover three games for you and then preview a Saturday one before our uh, fun end of the show buzzer beaters. Uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Central time. We've got some action here. Uh, sneaky good game between two of the top teams in the conference, Toledo at Ohio. The model makes Ohio a three-point favorite with a total of 144. So we've got a short slate here. So I've got double barrel action for you here today. I've got a B pick on Toledo plus four and a half and the under 147 and a half. My thoughts on this game is that you've got two teams that are a lot closer in talent than people realize. They're both very good. Being a conference game, being one that could go a long way to deciding uh, who wins the regular season title. This is an every possession matters type game. I think it's going to be a grind it out, slow it down. This is the type, the, the part of the year we're under start uh, having a little bit of value before the numbers catch up. So I like both uh, getting four and a half points and the under just thinking this is going to be a tight, close, uh, low scoring end of the game uh, to get us some double, double barrel action. there, winning uh, both ways. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, this is, is going to be a fun game to watch. should be a good game, good, tight, I think, on the lower scoring side of things. But uh, this is one of those things. Uh, Toledo is one of those teams that statistics kind of lie to you on them. They're, they rank better, but they haven't played the same type of schedule. Um, and, like, so they – on the road, they've not been very good either. They've They lost to Oakland by 21 – there's a similar, similarly talented team, Kent State by three and Richmond by three. Um, where on the other hand, Ohio's only two losses came on the road to Kentucky and LSU. So, like the stats are a little lean, a little Toledo's way, but I, I think Ohio is a better team. But they're very similar. Um, Mark Sears is a guy to watch. Mark Sears and Ryan Rollins are the guys to watch. They both average around 19 points um, a game, so they, they should put on a show for us and there's not much after that on either team with the smaller schools that run into that a lot but Jason Carter I think will be the difference for Ohio and why Ohio wins the game but I don't think they've got enough offensively to or defensively to cover the number mm-hmm. like to keep that keep it under or over five um, but I think Toledo's the right play but Ohio wins at home yeah, I, I think you're right. It's like you talked about Toledo struggled with some of those close games. And you mentioned a couple, they lost by three. That's exactly what the model thinks will happen here. Um, and that would be a, a great result for us there, getting Toledo plus four and a half. It's like we always talk about, right? you bet numbers, not teams. And when you talk about uh, who wins the game, I, I agree with you. I think Ohio is a better team at home. Uh, but four and a half, just a few too many points in a game that should be, uh, like I said, a, a close and kind of uh, some some late game grinding out. There will obviously be some offensive runs, but as it gets later on, I think the, the ball is going to become uh, a, a sacred, right? People are going to want to yeah. really protect yeah. that. Um, 6 p.m., we've got uh, the first key Big Ten game of the night, Illinois at Maryland. Uh, Illinois is about a seven-point favorite. The model picks pretty close to there, but I have a little bit of a discrepancy on the total. The model thinks 142 and a half, so I'm taking over 140 
and a half. And this number seems like one where we've got a little bit of an insurance policy with some potential late fouls. Illinois being a seven point favorite, if they're up in the five to 10 range late in the game, Maryland will start fouling with a minute to go. We might end up with a late, you know, 12 points in the last minute type thing if we aren't already safely into the over. So I like the over here. Uh, Jake, what's your pick? I, I am on both. the. I like the over and I like Illinois minus seven. Uh, last time Illinois didn't have uh, Andre Corbello and they still won by 10. Uh, I mean, that, that was at home, but I think they had an off shooting night. So I think with the addition of the extra guard and how they're playing, plus being angry about the Purdue loss, they are just going to run through this Maryland team, I believe, because they don't have an answer for Kofi. Not many teams do, but last time both their big guys fouled out, Maryland's big guys fouled out, and Kofi went for 23 and 18. Like, it's it's one of those things. They, they just don't have enough. Um, I think the over is safe because of the way Maryland shoots the three ball with Ayala and Scott, who played well against them in the last matchup, but Fats Russell didn't play well. So I think if he has his normal game, the over is going to be safe. It's going to be a quick game, fast, up and down, especially with the way Illinois likes to play. And I feel it's very safe because it, if it gets close with under four, all Illinois is going to do is come down and post up Kofi, work the clock, and give it to him. And, he, and Maryland's got no answer to that. Yeah, yeah. And you talked about Carrello. He, he seems like he could be a difference maker. He, he was someone that I think – some inconsistent play at times, uh, being out, no one really knowing what to expect from him. My expectations were a lot lower for him Monday, yeah. um, but he looked fantastic. And yeah. so if he gets going, that just adds a whole extra dimension for that team, extra depth. Uh, like you said, it can really be a big difference maker and just make them that much tougher. Uh, this yeah. is about the time uh, last year when Illinois started making their run. So we'll see yeah. if they can do something similar after that double overtime heartbreaker. Uh, that was just a fantastic yeah. game on Monday. Um, and then another Big Ten game, 8 p.m., Michigan State at Wisconsin. This is the game tonight you want to watch. I think Toledo, Ohio will be, will be a lot of fun, but Michigan State, Wisconsin is the game you want to watch tonight. The model thinks that the total should be 138, so I'm taking under 140. And my thoughts on this game is, you know, rewind back to the start of the show. We talked about Toledo, Ohio, and I think the same thing, except that's just the undercard, right? This is the same setup. You've got Wisconsin at home probably wins the numbers three and a half um that seems about right to me uh i, I don't want to i don't really want to play against johnny davis uh but at some point they're getting a ton of respect for the way they're playing so like i said i think the under is the safer play it, just like i said earlier this is going to be an important game a tight game they're uh, second half i just feel like these teams are going to really uh you know hold on to the ball and really just look for the perfect shot and that slowing down of the pace just a little bit, I think, keeps us uh, under. Jake, what's your take? I like the under, but I also like Wisconsin to win this game, like cover this game. They, they are extremely hard to beat at home in a normal year. And then this year with the way they're playing, it's even harder. They, um, they are just a good team. And another one of those I think the stats are misleading on like they, they just seem to overplay the metrics, like whatever the metrics are, it's like, okay, we're just going to do better than that today. So like somehow they rank 263rd and three point percentage, but ever they've got, they're loaded with shooters with Johnny Davis and Brad Davidson and Tyler Wall, I think is even hitting them. And if well, like last game, if Davidson and Wall and the rest of that starting lineup pick up 
I don't think Michigan State's got the talent to do it. They, uh, Michigan State is a pretty good shooting team, but they don't take a lot of shots. So that's why I think the under is kind of good because they play that slower pace and uh, they, they don't force a lot of turnovers. And Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And Michigan State really doesn't turn the ball over that bad at normally, but on the road, they've had a rough time averaging around 16, about 16. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of up and down pace. So I think the under is a good call. Wisconsin, I believe, covers this. And I've got a little bit of a controversial opinion on this. I don't think Izzo is as great of a coach as what people make up. He's got one title in 20 plus years. I mean, he's got eight Final Fours, but that's all you can really point out. I mean, it's not like the Big Ten's been the greatest basketball conference all those years where he's got those titles. So I, I just I think he's overrated as a coach. Interesting, interesting hot take there. Uh, yeah, I, I always I always find, uh, you know, we'll talk about this when we get to March. I always find Michigan State to be that team that when you don't expect them to do anything, make a run to the Final Four. And then when you do, a lot of times they end up with a disappointing early exit. I, I can never seem to figure out Michigan State, uh, you know, when it gets down to, to bracket time. Uh, I'm calling this the drop a comment game. Since this is the game of the night, drop your comment on your favorite play uh, if you're on YouTube here for the Michigan State-Wisconsin game, whether it's a total or the side. Um, I feel like the, the like, kind of like you said, some of the metrics might point a little bit more to Michigan State, but man, it is hard to go against Wisconsin. So this should be um, a fascinating. It feels a lot like the Northwestern game where it's like the metrics kind of said Northwestern, but like, why would you go against Wisconsin? Uh, you know, so it feels kind of like a repeat there. So it should be a fantastic game uh, for us tonight. And then we're going to preview the game of the day for Saturday, noon Central, Kentucky at Auburn. The model makes us about Auburn minus two and a half. Uh, with a total of 148. So, uh, Jake, before I get your uh, pick on if that is the spread, which side you're taking, kind of your thoughts on that, I, I, my, my, my question for you, has the number caught up to Auburn yet? Auburn has been a team that's covered a lot. They've been a little bit better than we expected. And so if you've been writing them, you've been very profitable. But, but has the number finally caught up to them yet? Or uh, is there still value at Auburn, assuming that that number is in that minus two and a half, minus three range? I think especially at home, there's still value at Auburn. The number's getting there and it's getting close. Like, I would, I would like Auburn to win this and cover the two and a half if that's the spread. I like, I like it up to three. Um, also, I think the over might be something to watch here uh, with, the, with the pace that these teams will play at. Uh, especially Auburn at home and the shooting. It's it's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. I'm, I'm excited for it. But I don't, I don't think it's quite there yet. I think Kentucky's getting a little too much respect right now. But um, I think Auburn is the play to make on Saturday. Granted that the line is under three. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, I faded Kentucky earlier this week, and that worked well. Like I had said then, Kentucky just getting a little bit too much respect for their name and then kind of the – kind of again, this, the, the walloping that they put on Tennessee – um, you talk about the total there. If Kentucky plays anything like they did against Tennessee last Saturday, the over won't have any problem hitting if they if they shoot play that run and gun type game. Like you said, Auburn can definitely uh, put up some points. So it's kind of some things to look at there, depending on where the number comes out uh, here later this afternoon. Depending on when you listen to this, you might be listening to this. There might be a number at your uh, 
sports book uh, on this Friday morning. There is not any numbers out yet. Um, and so we've got some more theme buzzer beaters for you today. I've got three. I've got the A plus pick of the day. That's Manhattan minus two and a half versus Siena. I like them to get a nice, easy home win. I've got the dog of the day. That's Merrimack plus two and a half versus Brian. I think they win outright. And then the best B side, I've got Illinois State minus seven versus Evansville. Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Uh, the only real buzzer beater I have for today is Cleveland State. Uh, they are a team that's kind of sliding under the radar, and I think they will cover that number fairly easy. Um, I've also got some games that are fun to watch on Saturday. If you're like me and a basketball junkie and just want to sit on your couch and watch basketball, uh, Florida State and Miami, that's up for first place in the ACC and could go a long way in determining that, I believe. Um, you've got Harmony and Navy, and that should be a fun, tight battle. Uh, for the service academies. And then Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that's a big rivalry, and both teams are coming off disappointing performances. So it's going to be a little extra motivation to play well there. So I think it's be a fun one to watch. Absolutely. Definitely some good games on Saturday. And just a note, you talked about that Cleveland State game. That number is eight and a half. So uh, like you like them to get a nice little double-digit win at home there. They are a really good team. I do agree with you. Um, on that one. And that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals for today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you Monday. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.